Sometimes life feels out of our control. We get stuck in trauma, old patterns, and change feels out of reach. Sometimes it feels like fate. We want to help you break out of old, unhelpful patterns and become healthier. We're fate resilience, taking control of the outcome. With licensed therapists, Jennifer Oxford, Taylor Madsen, Haley Mayer. Today we're gonna talk about an equation that will help us figure out how trustworthy we are. If you haven't already been, you know, following along with the rest of our geometric type of mathematical talking of boundaries, this will just add more to it. That just brought back all the trauma from math growing up. I know. And so credibility plus reliability plus intimacy all over self-interest equals trustworthiness. Now that is a lot. So we're going to break it down one at a time. Please do. So credibility means, am I honest? Do I know what I'm talking about? Reliability means, do I follow through? Do I overpromise and underdeliver, or do I underpromise and overdeliver? Am I on time? Do I do what I say I'm going to do? Am I where I say I'm going to be? Intimacy just is another word for intimacy. Or <laughs> Whoa. For, another word for empathy and compassion. Do people feel understood and cared for when I'm speaking with them? And self-interest means, do I have my own boundaries? Um, or am I uh, selfish? Or do I not have any boundaries? Am I just taking care of other people without looking uh, out for myself and what my needs are? Or do I go too far in the other direction, like selfishness? And um, looking out all for my wants before other people's needs. Um, there's uh, priorities and balance there. And so all of that together um, makes up how trustworthy someone will feel to us. And I would add with the self-interest that that is also about do we have shared values, right? So a lot of times people have different values, so they're going to show up differently. So if, if they're a good person and we can trust them and they do what they say and we know that they are kind and compassionate, but we have a completely different value system, that will adjust uh, adjust our experience with that person. So I think all of these things are really important. So that would fall under the self-interest category. Right. Sorry. Did I say something else? Yeah, that you would add something. Oh, no. I, I was adding that, that oh, part sorry, to I the self-interest. Sorry. I might have said it weird. But that that idea of, right, can you, you know, what's your values and do they match? And we've talked a lot about values and boundaries. So I think it's important to recognize that. One of the things about the equation is that a lot of people think that trust is predominantly affected by credibility and reliability, right? They think that that is the most important. But what they found is there that the actual that that although those are very rational things, they're measurable and those kinds of things. So we want to believe that's what impacts it, that the two things that are less measurable, meaning the intimacy or connection or the self-interest are actually the things that impact trust the most. We see this a lot in our day to day lives. Someone can have a lot of degrees and credentials objectively they've jumped through all the hoops they've cleared all the measures to know about some field or something but if they don't listen to someone and that person doesn't feel heard and understood by them people won't feel uh, that they're very trustworthy they won't trust them they won't take their recommendations and they'll go find someone else 
it um i remember the first my first home buying experience and um looking back i was i was relatively young it was over 15 years ago um gosh i feel old when i say that um so the first realtor i ever worked with who was trying to help me build a home it was a referral from somebody and i look back now and i think he definitely had credibility and reliability but the problem is is that i didn't understand the home buying process at that point and so i felt very um pressured um i didn't feel safe having the conversation i remember feeling really like triggered by how he was responding to and constantly bringing me information which is you know something that i actually now appreciate um when i'm trying to make that decision but i was really overwhelmed by that and so it was just one of those experiences where even though he knew what he was doing and he was doing his job well mm-hmm. that because he wasn't aligned or oriented to me as a individual that that relationship I, even now i look back and i think gosh i i just didn't feel like i could trust him mm-hmm. I like that you guys are mentioning too, that like trust as much as we put that as like a pinnacle, I mean, it's not the only part of the equation where it's like trust equals this, right? It's the idea of saying like, you know, the, when it comes to boundaries and identifying what needs to happen and things like that, like trust is a big thing, but there's so many other factors that need to go into it and we can't just make it black and white. We can't be like, if you trust them, then you're good, right? You you have to really evaluate because it also helps people, especially when it comes to traumas, whether it be complex or simplistic or whatever it is, you know, sometimes they're like, okay, yeah, I should be able to trust this person, but something else is not quite computing. And this really allows that person to be able to like be authentic with whatever it is they're feeling, whether or not it like quote makes sense, but it allows them to be able to be validated for whatever is coming up for them. So well, and it comes into attachment too, right? Is is that we have people who, you know, you come in and you see that maybe they say they love you. There's this love. This is I, you know, I want to give you all this love and I care about you. But then the lack of reliability. I can't trust what you're doing. You don't seem to be taking care of the things mm-hmm. you say you're going to be doing, and that actually um, is really confusing to people. And it's what creates those different attachment styles that we've talked about before Mm -hmm. because we think if somebody loves me quote unquote i should be able to trust them with everything and i might get a lot of pushback from the world at large here but i'm going to disagree that people you love are not all-encompassing they don't meet every need they meet some of your needs and not putting more pressure on the relationship than really should be there is one of the things that will help you have a healthy relationship. But what if I try really hard to meet all the needs? Then you'll fail really hard. You didn't say you succeeded in meeting all the needs. You're just trying hard to meet them. But then I'll just learn how to try harder. Yeah. Then will I meet all the needs? <laughs> no, then you will burn out. Then you're going to yeah. burn out and you're going to feel like a failure and you're going to feel lots of shame and resentment and obligation and entitlement and fear but if i feel like a failure doesn't that mean i'm a failure no yep just kidding (laughs) no 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 i think that that i mean that's again we're personifying ourselves with a thought and a feeling we're having but it's it's not 
that doesn't, there's no foundation to make it fact that just because you're feeling that way, that is hundred percent true, but accepting how you feel and accepting what that means about you are two different things. Well, and I think it's important to recognize that we, we probably need to own our own trustworthiness a little bit more and not have it be a yes or no thing, right? So if I was to say, am I trustworthy? I would love to say I'm trustworthy with everything in the whole world. Mm -hmm. But I want you to tell, tell you that when it comes to keeping our hot tub, there's no trustworthiness. I have no credibility and no reliability, and I just don't even know that I care enough about it to do it. So while you could trust me or people soup, (laughs) right? Well, I just won't use it. Um, but, but that's not something that goes in line with what I'm focused on. Now, there are other things that I would say I'm very trustworthy with, but it's okay to say this area is an area of trust versus this person is trustworthy. Um, something that we'll find when people are trying to build trustworthiness, there's been a betrayal or someone's made a mistake and mistakes and betrayals are not the same, just as an aside. Mm-hmm. Um, someone that's um, working on forgiving or getting over the betrayal, healing from that, will assume that or want to believe that this is the last time because this is so bad. And they'll think that, I must be an idiot for believing that this is the last time. Um, or how can they keep doing this? Um, do they not care about me? And it's important to understand that trust doesn't happen. Trust building doesn't happen in a straight line just because people don't change in a straight line. Not, yeah, not only that, but trustworthiness comes into the idea of what happens when there is a rupture and how are they repairing? So if we go back to that idea too, as we pull in from the attachment stuff, there are ways to build trust. And I think that's important so we can improve. And and if you look at each area, right? If we look at how do we build credibility? You know, credibility is about building knowledge, being honest and open about what do you know and what do you not know, right? Mm -hmm. So not pretending that you're the smartest person in the room all the time, but just saying, I know this, but I don't, I don't understand what you're talking about there Um, and asking good questions and that can build that credibility for you. So when you walk in the room and maybe you think, well, you know, I've been doing this for so long, they just should trust me. Um, Just just walk in the room with the teenager and realize that they don't care how long you've been doing it. There's an old saying, right, that they don't know they don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. So you have to go through that process of building that credibility. So I can see a lot of viewers being like, trust and boundaries. How does this relate? Why is this under that heading? Like, what would you guys say to that? Say that again. Well, this is under boundaries, right? So I could see viewers going, okay, how does trust relate to boundaries? Oh, yeah. People think boundaries are an all or nothing thing. Mm -hmm. Uh, Just like people think trust is an all or nothing thing. And it's important that we establish our boundaries according to how trustworthy someone is. And so we will implement boundaries where someone is. Like we talked about in the last episode, and we give a little bit of freedom and as that person is responsible. So 
in other words, now that we're getting more into that responsibility, how credible they are, how reliable they are, how empathetic and compassionate they are, are they uh, overshadowing those things with selfishness or self-interest, or is that in a good balance with the top part? Um, and then we give them a little bit more freedom, and then as they're still balancing out that credibility and that reliability and that intimacy, we give them more freedom, which means that our boundaries will expand to include more and more with them. Which would look like us allowing them to get closer and us being able to involve them in more things. So giving more, more freedom isn't so much like, hey, as a parent, you now have more freedom. You can do this. I can be. But if we're talking especially about like a relationship between two consenting adults, it's less about giving them freedom to go do what they want to do and more about giving them freedom to be closer within your kind of range and your wall of your boundary that you have. And I think it's really important to realize that boundaries are flexible, um, but they're related not to how much you like the person or love the person or how attractive they are um, or how much time you're spending with them, but that they should be directly related to the to the parts of this equation, right? How credible are they in these situations? How reliable um, do they show concern and interest for you? And then, you know, going into the self-interest, do their self-interest align? Are they willing to do similar things? And so I think a lot of people, when they, when they go into boundary making, they think it's a one-time deal. I'm going to make a boundary and this is where it's going to be. Um, and I would say it's not, that's not how boundaries work. Boundaries are responsive to the different parts of the relationship. And so if you experience a mistake, like Taylor was talking about, right? And so out of a hundred times, 99 times they've done well. And this one time it was like, oh my gosh, I totally didn't do it well. Okay. Okay. So there's just going to be a moment. We're just going to pay a lot more attention to how you're using, you know, um, that responsibility and that, that freedom is not necessarily permission. It's just a, how much am I paying attention to it or not? And I'm paying attention to it. Okay. We did it again. Things are going better. I'm feeling a little less anxious and, and, um, attentive to those things versus with betrayal, when it says, um, you actually weren't being reliable there your you were your interests were damaging um extensively then it will take a lot more um consistency not just with credibility those are your words that's what a lot of people want trust to be a lot of people want you to say just can't you just trust what i'm saying and the answer is no just trusting what people are saying isn't healthy well then I want reliability. Can't you just trust what I'm doing right now? Well, I'd like to be able to trust what you're doing right now, but again, that's not enough. And we go into um, adding the emotions and the motives in and saying, depending on our emotions and motives, that's how we decide whether we can rebuild trust. And I've seen the opposite. I've seen people have really awesome motives and because they haven't learned the skills yet maybe their credibility is low they're they're having a hard time gaining trust um but those are all things that we can work on and kind of identify as we as we work on healing betrayal um with other people but also with ourselves like one of the things we we don't realize is that it's not always about healing trust with other people 
healing trust with yourself is a real part of processes um part of therapy especially when you've gone through significant betrayals or losses i guess in closing up just being aware of what's going on with how the individual you're assessing in your trust equation where they are and being aware too like that bottom factor of them being um what's the bottom self-interest self-interest um it's also really helpful to know if like if their self-interest is also good boundaried and things like that that's going to count for a lot of good things if we're noticing the self-interest is not we're noticing the self-interest is purely selfishness that's going to be a whole different factor so i think just being aware of how you're creating boundaries if people need to have more boundaries based off of what you're seeing in this kind of equation that's not a bad thing it's you actually just being able to be aware of that and meeting the need for it we will post a research a researched assessment rather uh, so you can see where you find yourself along these four areas of credibility reliability intimacy and self-interest it's a fun assessment so good let's do it friday night <laughs> fun oh, assessment quite a date night <laughs> honey let's talk about whether you're really trustworthy <laughs> Thank you for listening to our podcast. You can find us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Please feel free to rate, subscribe, and review. And if you want to find us on social media, we're on Instagram and Facebook at Fate Resilience. We would love to hear from you.